The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Amongst us. Oh, have your way like never before. Speak to our hearts, oh God. Thank you, God, for this fresh presence of your Holy Spirit. Let this anointing continue to dwell amongst us, Lord. Remove burdens, Lord. Destroy yokes, Lord. Cause your light to shine into the heart of your sons and daughters. Thank you, God, because people will live here transformed, Lord. People will live here with a sense of hope. People will live here healed. People will live here knowing, Lord, that their today and their tomorrow is better and greater than whatever they have seen in the past. Father, we give you praise and glory in the precious name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, if you're glad to be in church this morning, will you give God a big shout? Amen. Amen. Welcome one, two people beside you again and you may have your seat in God's presence. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. We've been sharing about starting the year 2019 strong, about laying a good foundation for all that God wants to do in our lives in this year 2019. And all through this month of January, you know, it's, it's a time for us to just evaluate. It's a time for us to just focus on God, get clarity. You know, like Pastor T has been teaching us, you know, start with God. Get a word from God. Get empowered from God. Align yourself with God and, you know, know what God is saying to you as an individual. Hallelujah. Well, thank God because there's a word that God has given us all over this house for 2019. It's a year of new things. And every single person, wherever you are, whatever your experiences has, have, have been in the past, you can connect to that word. You can plug to that prophecy. And you can expect to see new things in every aspect of your life. Amen. Now, when we talk about new things, we're not necessarily saying something brand new. Amen. You know, when God refreshes some of the things that, you know, we've, we might have had or might have experienced in our lives, it's still part of the new things that God is doing. Hallelujah. God is going to be bringing brand new things into our lives, but it's not necessarily restricted or limited, you know, to brand new things. There are things that are existing in our lives already that God is going to be bringing about a refreshing. He's going to be bringing about a change in something that was there in our lives before. Hallelujah. And so I want us all to be as expectant as we can ever be because God is up to something in our lives in this year. Hallelujah. I want to read again our anchor scriptures for this year of new things. Isaiah 42 verse 9. Isaiah 42 verse 9, Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Before the new things appear in our lives, God is already declaring that we should get ready for new things, that we should prepare ourselves for new things. Hallelujah. Revelation 21 5, Then he who sat on the throne said, 
Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Behold, I make all things new. And when God says all things, he means all things. I'm making all things new. He's making us new. He's making our experiences new. He's making our, our expectations new. Everything about our lives. As far as you can see, you can expect in your life this year. What areas do you think you want to see new things? That prophecy covers it all. Because God has said, I make all things new. It is my time to make all things new. I have proposed in my heart that I'm making all things new. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible tells us again in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 that the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Amen. So when God is saying I'm making all things new, he's not necessarily going into creation mode as it were. Hallelujah. But he's bringing us into a position where we can manifest and where we can begin to experience the new things that he had proposed and created for us even from the foundation of the world. So essentially God is bringing us into a revelation of some of the things that he has always planned and prepared for us from the foundation of the world. And those things will begin to manifest in our lives as we stay expectant, as we stay plugged to God, as we stay connected to what he's doing in the mighty name of Jesus. So you need to more than ever before anticipate and make new things happen in your life. God is our creator, God is our maker, and God really has done everything that he's going to do. And so when he says, I'm bringing about new things in your life, he wants you to begin to anticipate those things and make them to happen in your life. Glory to God. You need to consciously begin to rise and take. You need to consciously begin to rise and do. You need to consciously begin to rise and anticipate. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, your life is a sum total of various aspects. Your finances, your business, your family, your marriage, your ministry, your career, your health. Amen. And you know, in every aspect of your life, you can begin to make something new happen. You know, many times it's very easy for us to sit down and say, oh, okay, yes, God has said, this is my year of new things. Lord, bring it on. And definitely, that should be our expectation. But that is not all what God is asking us to do. For instance, there might be someone here who has been believing God for his spouse. And maybe there are aspects of your life that you need to make amends before your spouse, spouse's eyes will be open to notice you. Perhaps you need to change something about your appearance. Perhaps you need to change your hairstyle. Perhaps you need to change your wardrobe. Hallelujah. So what God expects us to do, even though he has said he's bringing new things into our life, there are new things that you can begin to cause to happen in your life. There are new things that you can begin to start, in your, that, you, that you can begin in your life. Hallelujah. And many times these things are a seed for the ultimate greater thing that God wants to do. Someone is trusting God for a massive contract in your business. But maybe it's time to begin to put some structures into your business. 
Maybe it's time to begin to project your business. Hallelujah. So there are things that God expects us to do on the way to expecting, you know, some manifestation, some big, I mean, a big break that we expect in our lives. Someone has been looking for a job. Maybe it's time to begin to look into your personal development. What can I do? What skill? What value can I add to myself to make myself more attractive to the company that God has prepared to, to, to hire me? Maybe the reason why that company has not noticed you is because you haven't packaged your, yourself properly. So when we're talking about new things, yes, God is going to bring about new things. But I know in my heart that there are things that we need to do as individuals to align ourselves and to begin to set ourselves on the path of new things. And so you can decide in your life today, I'm going to change this aspect of my life. And you know, there might not be mega things in that sense. You know, the Bible talks about line upon line, precept upon precept. For someone, it might be something as easy as just cleaning your house better. Amen. Just maintaining order in your house. Maintaining order in your family. Amen. Putting structures in place in your business. Hallelujah. While you are expecting that big break to come from God. Glory to God. Amen. So you're expecting things, but there are things that God, there are steps that God expects you to begin to take from today. So the new things that God is bringing is not just limited to brand new things, but there are aspects that God wants us to add as individuals to our lives. There are changes that God wants to bring into our lives. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible says in, 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 in 2 Kings verse 4 and 2, was talking about um, Elisha and, you know, the widow woman that her husband left and she was looking for how, you know, the debt that her husband had left, you know, for her and her son would be paid. And, you know, she came to the prophet Elisha and Elisha asked her, what do you have? And he said, she said, man of God, I have nothing. I have nothing save, you know, one small jar of oil in my house. So she was expecting some big break from the outside. You know, maybe someone will come without the money and that debt to be canceled and all that. But when, the, by, the, by the help of the prophet of God, she looked inside herself. She looked into her life. There was something that was already in existence in her life that brought about the big break that she wanted. All she needed was that jar of oil and for her eyes to be open to see that that single jar of oil can multiply to volumes beyond what she could have ever expected and will be more than enough to pay off her debt. She was expecting an answer from the outside, but the answer was in her household. So there are things that you need to begin to look inwards into yourself, into the things that you have already. What can I change about where I am today? What can I change about what God has already brought into my life? What jar of all do I have sitting in my house today? I've been despising it, not knowing that it can bring about the answer I have been looking for. The Bible talks about, you know, when Jesus Christ, you know, went out to preach to thousands of people and it was time to feed them. And the disciples was, were asking, where are we going to get food from? We need, I mean, how many thousand denarii, you know, to be able to buy enough food for, to feed all these thousands of people. They were asking themselves, okay, they thought they needed thousands of money that, you know, would come from somewhere external. But Jesus asked, what do you have? 
what do we have? And he mentioned that there's a little boy that has five loaves of bread and two fish. And, you know, by the blessing, by the power, that same five loaves of bread and two fish was more than enough to bring about the bread and the supply that they were thinking had to come from an external source. It was within already. It was around them already. And that's why the Bible says in Matthew 13, 52, that therefore every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and things old. So there are things that are brand new that will be coming into our lives. But there are things that we have had within us and around us all this while that God is saying, I want to refresh that God is saying there's an answer that has been lying there long before now. And I'm bringing about that answer from within you. And because God's pro word has been declared, you know, the things that might have seemed, seemed dead before, the things that might have seemed useless to you, you know, God will begin to open your eyes that, wow, I had this all the while and I didn't know. It's the answer that I needed. It's the solution that I needed. Amen. Romans 10, 6. But the righteousness of, of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith we preach. The answer is in you already. The solution is around you already. The breakthrough is somewhere close by already. Amen. And so it's not necessarily looking for one mighty giant door to open in that sense. But begin to look inwards. And that's what I believe that God is saying to us as individuals and as a church. Begin to look inwards. Begin to look around you. There are things in your life already that God is going to refresh. There are things you have inside you already that God is going to bring about a, 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 a newness as it were. Amen. So start something new. Start something new. Take a step. Change something. Just don't do nothing. Amen. So it's a wake-up call for us. There are things every single person here has that asking God to open your eyes to, you will realize that there is a miracle within you. There is a miracle within you. There is a breakthrough within you. There is an answer within you. So it's time to look inwards. And I believe that that's the first step that God is asking us to do this year, in this, in this year of new things. Start to look inwards. What job of all do you have? Amen. What abilities, what skills do you have that you might have looked down on all these years? That might bring you into the limelight. God's word has been released and what you thought was dead is coming alive because God is making it new. Amen. So what do you have today that can connect you to the future that you see? What do you have inside of you today? That by the grace of God can be multiplied to bring about results beyond you. Because there's a word that has been released already. And if you can lay hold on that word, if you can hold on to that word, if you can expect the manifestation of that word, you will see things coming out of you. You will see new things begin to appear around you. You will see things that were old begin to refresh and begin to bring about answers and begin to speak on your behalf. Because it's our year of new things. And new things are proceeding from inside you already. Hallelujah. 
And so, you know, there, there, there are certain areas of our lives that, you know, I believe that we all just need to have a sense and understanding of newness, of new things in that area. Glory to God. The first thing I'm going to talk about is that you must understand that you are a new creation. I know we've heard this so many times, but, you know, we can never exhaust the depth of revelation that that, I mean, what God has done by making us, you know, new creation brings. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Now therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You must know and understand that every single day you are a new creation. You know, many times you judge as we judge ourselves by our past. By the things that happened to us yesterday. And you are carrying baggages along with you. But when God looks at you, the Bible says that he has called us a new creation. A new creation is not an old creation. And so every day you can get up with an assurance, with a believing in your heart that today I am a new creation. Today I am brand new. Hallelujah. Romans 6 verse 4 to 5. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. If you have it, that, please project it. It says, sharing in his death by a baptism means that we were co-buried and entombed with him. So that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. For since we are permanently grafted into him to experience a death like his, then we are permanently grafted into him to experience a resurrection like, like his and the new life that it imparts. We are permanently grafted to Jesus so that we can experience the new life that he imparts. Every single day there is a quickening. There is a stirring up of the new life that we have by Christ Jesus. The reason why we are new creations is because God has given us his life. Once upon a time we had the death of the devil. But when you get born again, God takes out that nature of the devil and he replaces is it with the life of God with the life of God and the Bible goes on to tell us in Romans 8 11 that that spirit continually quickens us with life so every day you have the life of God flowing through you and that means that that life of God continually on a constant basis flushes out death flushes out everything that speaks of death on a constant basis and so every day you are new every day you are new and you ought to see yourself in that light that you are a new creation i'm new i'm new you wake up every morning and you know that you have new mercies available to you for that day isn't that awesome you wake up every morning and you know that you have new benefits that God has outlined for you, that God has prepared for you. Every day you are new. Every day it's an opportunity for a new experience, a brand new experience. So it's time to stop living in the past. It's time to stop living in the past and to live in the newness of every day. And so every day of this year, 
you will get up in the morning and you will say, thank God, it's a brand new day. I'm a brand new creation with a brand new life and I'm set for brand new exploits and I have benefits, brand new mercies waiting for me because I am a new creation. Glory to God. So get excited about a brand new you. You know, anytime you buy a new car or you get a new house, there's an excitement that comes. <laughs> and you know, after a while, no matter how smooth that car is, after a while, it will wear out. It becomes just normal. Amen. But every day, you are new. So every day you have reason to be excited about yourself because you are not the person that was yesterday. You are new every brand new day. Glory to Jesus. So get excited about a brand new you because you have new life within you. Praise God. So forget about your past and don't allow the past to be a hindrance. The past is gone. And today is a new day for you to have brand new experiences. Praise God. New thinking. New thinking. Isaiah 55, 7. It says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. The thoughts and the thinking pattern that you carried from 2018 cannot take you into the new things that you have for this year. If you are going to experience new things, you must embrace new thinking. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you look back at the things that you have experienced in, in times past, many times it's as a result of, you know, the way we thought, your thinking pattern. And if you are going to move forward, then there are some thinking patterns that you have to let go of, that you have to lay aside. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So you need to begin to identify those limiting thoughts, those limiting patterns, I mean, thought patterns that you have embraced, that you have, you have allowed, you know, to take root in your heart and in your mind. You need to begin to identify those limiting thoughts and begin to cast them down. Like the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, it says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Every high thing, every imagination that contradicts the new things that you want to see in your life. Every thought pattern that has held you bound, every barrier in your mind that prevented you from going forward, from breaking forth, from during, uh, uh, from experiencing new things, you've got to consciously lay those things aside and replace them with God's word. And replace them with God's word. Amen. Glory to God. Romans 12 2 says that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to the thinking pattern that brought you the results you had in 2018. 
Because there are new results that you desire in 2019. And so you must develop new thought patterns. There's a way that traders think. There's a way that business people think. There's a way that successful business people think. And so you need to imbibe new thought patterns and new ways of thinking. Glory to God. If you're going to experience the new things that God has in store for you this year. And so I want you to look back and just, you know, and it's something that you have, you, you understand and you need to do for yourself. What are the thoughts that I think limited me in the past? What are the thoughts that I think, you know, stood in my way and prevented me from achieving and getting the things that I wanted to, 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 to accomplish? And begin to just cast those things aside. Because God has said, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. And so begin to embrace thoughts that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have the wisdom of God. I have the favor of God. If God be for me, who can be against me? God's love is always speaking on my behalf. God, the lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Glory to God. It's time to elevate your thinking. Say to your neighbor, it's time to elevate your thinking. Glory to Jesus. New relationships. New relationships. Proverbs 13.20 says, He who walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You've got to be intentional about your relationships. Look at the people that you have around you. Are they adding to you or are they taking away from you? And you shouldn't be afraid to let go of people, you know, who are not adding any value to your life. If there are people around you, it should, it should be either, you know, you are imparting such people or they are imparting you. If they are taken away from you, you know, or there's no value at all that they are adding to you, it's time to let go of those relationships. And it's time to seek relationships, you know, that, I mean, engaging with people that will take you to where you want to be. If you are a ministry person, it's time to begin to engage with people that have the kind of ministry that you have, that you desire. If you are a business person, it's time to begin to look for people, you know, that are successful in the kind of business you believe God has called you to run. If you are a professional, look for a mentor in the professional field and begin to associate with them. Amen. As you begin to associate with them, they will begin to rub off on you. Glory to God. And then there are some times that, you know, there are people that God has placed in our lives. But your eyes have actually been closed to the value that they are supposed to bring to you. In this season, it's time to reconnect consciously with people that God has sent to be our helpers of destiny. You know, the Bible talks about Esther. Esther, you know, she did, the only family she had was Mordecai, her uncle. And who was Mordecai? He was just a gatekeeper. You know, but it's obvious, you know, from our relationship with him that, you know, she honored him. She respected him and, you know, she gave him, you know, the place of, of honor in her life. And eventually, it was through him that she got her promotion and her breakthrough. So there are people that God 
who might ha- has place in our lives that, you know, for some reason you might have despised them. Amen. But I trust God that God will begin to, as we begin to evaluate the relationship around us, God will open our eyes to begin to see that I place this person in your life for a purpose. So connect consciously with this person and you will get the value that he is supposed to impact into your life. We all have parents, at least we all came from parents. Your parents are going to be in your life forever. You cannot change your parents, amen. And I know that for some people that, you know, so for, for some people, you know, it may require going to reconnect with your parents that you might have cut off, you know, association from. Some people in our lives are not going anywhere. If you are married, your husband, your wife ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's the way God has designed it. Amen. So you need to allow God to open your eyes to see, okay, this husband, this wife, you know, this is my father, this is my mother that I might have despised so far. There is a value that they ought to be bringing into my life. Help me to see that value, Lord. And help me to begin to relate with them in that light. And then what they are supposed to add to your life will begin to manifest. Praise God. So there are people we need to let go of. There are new relationships that you need to pursue. There are people that you are already connected to that you need to reevaluate that connection and reposition your relationship with them so that everything that God has ordained for them to bring in your life, you can partake of those things. Amen. Naaman, the Bible says that he, she, he had a maid in his, in, his, in his life. And, I mean, obviously he must have treated that maid very well. And that's why, you know, the maid got up one day and realized that my master has been suffering for a long time. My master, I know somebody, a man of God somewhere, that can have the answer to this sickness that, you know, has befallen you all these years. Amen. And so Naaman did not despise her. You know, he took her at her word, and that was what ultimately brought about the breakthrough that he needed in his life. Amen. So in this season... Reevaluate your relationships and be intentional about the relationships and seek relationships that will bring you into the new things that you desire to experience from God this year. New oil or new anointing. A new oil. Psalm 92.10 says, But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Fresh oil. How many of us know, you know, that if you are driving a car, you need to change the oil regularly. If not, you are headed for disaster. If you never change the oil in your car. We are being drained every day. We are expending spiritual energy every day. And there's a refreshing that you need to experience every single day from the presence of God, from the Spirit of God. You need the oil of the Holy Spirit within and upon you to be changed on a regular basis. And that's why the Bible says in Ephesians 5.18 that be not drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be being filled with the Spirit. Be in a position where you are constantly and continually being filled, where the oil is being renewed, where the anointing is being refreshed on a constant basis. And then you can see clearer. And then you are more empowered. And then you are strengthened. And then the Holy Spirit can have his way in your life. Hallelujah. How do you maintain a fresh all? By staying in the word and staying in the presence of God. 
And you know when you are walking in a fresh anointing, if you are going to be honest with yourself, you know. You know. If you are driving a car, you know, many times the engine, I mean, it starts signaling. You are low on fuel. The engine oil, you know, is running low. It's time to top up. If we are sensitive in our lives, you will know when you need, a fr- when you just need to lay everything aside and just bask in God's presence and just allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, to fill you over and over again. But you don't allow, you don't need to live your life in such a manner that, you know, until you are on ground zero, then you start running, you know, back into God's presence. Until your, your, your dashboard starts showing red light, danger sign. Until, you know, things around you start getting misaligned before you know that it's time to get back into God's presence. It can be a daily experience. It can be a daily infilling. You eat physical food every day. Amen. So the same, that's the same way in which you need, you need spiritual, you know, refreshing. You need the infilling of the spirit every single day, every single moment. So stay in, in, in a position where you can receive a fresh infilling, where you can receive fresh oil. Like David, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Today, Lord, anoint me with fresh oil. I wait on you and I thank you because you are anointing me afresh with fresh oil. Glory to God. You know, it's, it's very easy to, to get you know, caught up in the things that we want to see, that we want to achieve, that we want to accomplish. But it's important that we always remember that ultimately God has an agenda. And God telling us that we are going to experience new things, it's because ultimately he has an agenda. And so we must almost realize that it's not just about ourselves. It's not just about the good things of this life. It's not just about, you know, the new levels I want to experience. But there is an agenda from God. There is an agenda from God. And that's why the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, that when we seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, that all these other things, you know, can be added unto us. So it's important that in pursuing these things, I mean, every area, and like we prayed this morning, every single area of your life, you must ask yourself, God, what is your ultimate agenda with this? What is your ultimate agenda with my life? I know you want me to be successful, you want me to, to do this and you want me to do that, but what is your ultimate agenda? Help me to see beyond me. Help me to see beyond the pleasures. Help me to see beyond the satisfaction. Help me to see what you ultimately you want to achieve. Because there is always a greater purpose. There is always a greater agenda. And so our desires at all times should be, God, let me see beyond, you know, just my getting fulfilled and my getting satisfied. And let me see how, how can I connect my life, every aspect of my life to your kingdom. To the, for the benefits of your kingdom. How can I ensure that you are getting the ultimate glory from my life and from all the new things that you are bringing into my life? Glory to God. So connect whatever you are setting out to do to God's ultimate agenda. To God's bigger picture. And then you will know that you can never fail. 
you can never fail because ultimately it's about God. We exist, like the Bible, the, the scripture we read earlier today in Re Revelations verses chapter 4, that we all exist to bring him pleasure. We all exist for his glory. We all exist for his satisfaction. So whatever you are doing, whatever you are involved in, the sum total of your life must be to bring God glory, must be to bring God pleasure, must be to do his bidding, must be to accomplish his ultimate agenda. And that's why the Bible says that we are co-workers with God. We are co-workers with God. So God is doing his part, but there's a part that we also have to play. There's a part that we also have to fulfill in ensuring that God's plan and God's purpose and God's agenda becomes a reality in this generation. And if we make that our ultimate pursuit, if we make that our ultimate aim, if you make that your ultimate desire, that the reason I am going after all this is because I know that this is what God wants to accomplish. It's because I know that this is what God's kingdom is going to get out of this. And that should be our desire. Hallelujah. We're going to take a few minutes to pray this morning. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But thank God he reveals those things to us. Amen. And so we're going to pray that God... Open my eyes to see the things, help me to see everything you want to make new in my life. Help me to see every new thing that you want to bring into my life. And help me to see the things that are in my life that you want to bring about new life. You want to bring about a refreshing. Hallelujah. Are we ready to pray this morning? Let's rise up on our feet. Glory to God. There's always a bigger picture. Hallelujah. Come on, I want you to lift your hands to God this morning. The Bible says that by his spirit, God reveals things to us. God reveals things to us. And help ask God, God, help me to see the things that you have already placed in my life that I might have despised so far but you want to make new that you want to refresh the things that I might have belittled the skills that I might have belittled the relationships around me that I might have despised everything that has already is in my life that I need to see in a new light open my eyes oh God and help me to see open my eyes oh God and let me see the new things that you are bringing out of where I am right now from my level right now the old things as it were that you are making new that you are refreshing oh God because everything that you bring into my life is for a reason it's for a purpose and so open my eyes in this season as you have declared oh God that it's a year of new things help me to see and to understand the new things that I should be making happen in my life even today, even today by reason of the things that I already have within me and around me in the mighty
mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, God, for you are 
are making all things new. 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 Ekanda gabra sataya. Ekanda la bosha. of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now the beginning of experiencing new things is the new creation. It's first of all receiving God's gift of salvation. It's becoming a member of God's family. And I don't know if there's someone here that you, you don't even know Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.